It is time for your favorite Android podcast from the crew of blindandroidusers.com. Kick back, relax, and enjoy another fine episode from these Google fanboys and gals as they navigate Android from a blindness perspective. And now, here are your hosts. Hello and welcome to episode 105 of the Blind Android Users podcast. I'm Ed Green and I'm joined today by my co-hosts Fee Dunn, Doug Cameron, John Dyer and Warren Carr. And we are coming to you on Saturday, December the 10th, 2022. On this episode, we have our uh, usual announcements. Uh, we're going to talk about the, um, the, the quarterly platform release that dropped this month. We're going to have a series on commentary from Mariam, who is also one of our co-hosts, and I forgot to mention at the start, but I'm going to do it now so we don't have to re-edit it. And we're going to close with an app of the week from uh, Warren, uh, which is the DuckDuckGo browser and how you can turn off app tracking. So how are we all? Mariam, as I forgot to mention you in the list of co-hosts at the start, I'll start with you. How are you? I am okay. It's another bit of a stressful exhausting week. But hopefully this coming week's going to be better. And yeah, not much is going on right now. It's a bit cold. I mean, not as cold as in the US or Canada, probably, but or UK or whatever. But yeah, it's cool. How cold is it? Uh, it's 15 degrees Celsius. That's 15 not is not cold. That's not cold right not, now. That's just normal. <laughs> <laughs> I so they're well, giving you pipes up. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Um, it's very cold in the UK. It's about two degrees right now. Probably going two degrees and falling. Um, it's going to go down to minus three tonight. Uh, we haven't had any snow yet, but we might apparently. Um, no. I've had a very very busy week. I've been singing in a concert on Wednesday and preparing for a service tomorrow. Um, so and one of the readings in the service is the one that says the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf unstopped. So I have a... <laughs> I'll stop it. So I have a different <laughs> take on that to what a lot of preachers might have. So um I talk you about say other the things. eyes of the visually impaired instead. Is that your different take? No. Or the eyes of the sight lost sufferers, according to RMB. Oh, no, 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 no. What a ridiculous organisation that is. They should shut. Anyway. Sight loss is the stupidest term. It just sounds really careless, doesn't it? The sight loss sufferers. Yes. Where's the Where's the sight loss? Is it Where's the sight Indeed. gone? Is it down the back of the sofa, or did you leave it in the pub? What if you never had it in the first place? Had yeah. It, well, it? exactly. It's like, ridiculous. What a joke of an organisation it is. Honestly. So, so yes. John Boy, anyway. how's Virginia? It's good. It's uh, about fifty degrees Fahrenheit here, so not too cold yet. Um, and my week was pretty good. I finally got my new ID card in the mail, so I'm officially a U.S. citizen again. <laughs> I hadn't realized you got, you, got, you got another fake. Well done. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy about <laughs> exactly. That. My old fake had expired six months ago, and I didn't even realize it. Yeah. So I had to go through a lot to get a new one. But my buddy Jesus came through through yeah. He he sort of it. Sure. Yeah, that's great. And uh, how's Ashley? She's probably quite upset that you worried about Virginia first. <laughs> 
when I asked you. But uh, your your other your other lady friend, how's Ashley? She's doing great. Yeah, good. Excellent. Uh, and uh, trying to hopefully get over the fact that you prioritised telling us all how Virginia was ahead of her. Anyway, Ducky Darling, what's going on? Uh, not too, too much. Just, you know, keeping keeping myself busy, trying not to get too, too cold, considering we're up and down like a yo-yo right now. So, yeah, it's not too bad. And was a boo-boo what's happening in Washington State? I hear you have some snow and flickering power. We sure do. And uh, so odd. Even Seattle got like a foot of snow. We've got over two feet here and it's still snowing. As we speak, we have so many school closures and things like that. And, uh, you know, temperature-wise, you know, when it's snowing, sometimes it doesn't go down too bad. And uh, I think we're about 11 out there as I speak. Um, so, but I am in the house. That's a beautiful thing. And like John, I also got my ID card in the mail like uh, about a week or so ago. So, uh, officially now a U.S. citizen. Thank God. You're all getting fake ID. <laughs> wow. <laughs> What's going on? My, What's going my, on, Isaiah? Mine expires on, uh, you know, like on my birthday, the 15th. Uh, but I was able to get it in that day. Or was it the 14th? No, I don't remember. I think it was that 15th that I was able to um, get it in. And they put, put it out in the mail for me. So it's here. No names, no pack drill, but uh, when uh, iPhone and I were at school together, there was a guy who specialised in printing fake ID cards for us because <laughs> uh, the school had official IDs and he was able to, because uh, obviously they weren't particularly impressive, so he was able to uh, fake them on his printer. And, uh, I don't remember that, but okay. <laughs> you know, uh, well, I can't really name him on here. I shall message no, you You'll have to tell me later who it was. You, you already did. You said it was Jesus. Oh no, that's the US ones. This guy wasn't nearly as good as Jesus. That's just that's just so, a fake name. I should have so asked uh, Jesus to uh, uh, do mine instead of uh, paying like eighty something dollars. I don't was it seventy two dollars? So I got an eight year um, version instead of the five or six years. So uh, I got it. I got it for eight years. Here in so Virginia, my, these, mine was um... only like twenty bucks. Oh, really? Well, no, Washington State is so bad when it comes to licenses, um, uh, driver's licenses. You can pay up like by the hundreds. It's just one. Yeah, when I lived in New York, it was like $80 for like a four-year one. So, <laughs> Hell, that's ridiculous. I, I paid 20 bucks for five years. Yeah, no, John, mine is uh, $72. admin uh, tourism, and he, he's what, going what? to the state where cards are cheapest. What what's the deal with these ID cards then? What 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 do you use them for? Because here we don't have them. We just have passports or driving licenses. Well, yeah, it's so like a, what you would use a driving idea. license for, minus the driving. Yeah, because you can't go abroad. You can't use it to go abroad though. Yes, to anywhere can. but the US. You you use them basically for literally everything, like in an airport. Yeah, I'm like for domestic flights here, we can yep. use our ID cards. Exactly. But if we're going and flying stateside, we actually have to have use our passport and yeah. our ID. Yes. Oh, both. Wow. Yeah. And the irony is our ID cards actually have written on them non-drivers driver's license. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, we can get something similar if we were bothered. Like, I just have a passport, so I haven't bothered. But you yeah, can get, I know you can there get is something, but it's not like yeah. everyone has to have it. Like, it sounds like you do in yeah, the US. But I would hate to be taking my passport around when all I, I needed is my ID, really, because I only pull out my passport if I'm traveling internationally, but or else my passport never leaves the house. It's just my ID that I carry with me. And here are some announcements from me this week. There's no Austin. The, the only announcement I have is that uh, we now have a Facebook group. We are now on Bookface. Just compliment all our other social media channels, all the great stuff we've done on Discord, the great stuff we've done on Telegram, uh, email, Twitter. You can now find us on Bookface, and I'll put a link in the um, in the in the show notes. But uh, yeah, we've got uh, a few members already, so that's great. Uh, do do sign up if uh, Bookface is your platform, and if you don't like Bookface, then obviously don't bother. Where well, you can find us wherever wherever you are, hopefully. And if there are platforms you think we should be on and aren't, do tell us. Can't promise because our resources are limited, but you know we want to be where you are. So let us know where that is. How many members have we got now? Forty-one, 30, isn't it? Forty-one. That's 41. impressive. Oh wow. In a week, that's really yep. not bad. I also do want to point out that besides the Facebook or book face, like uh, Ed would like to put it, though, our two-year anniversary comes up next week. It's a big one, so we'll be turning two years old as of the 17th of this month. That's our anniversary celebration. And so, again, we're inviting you to join us. We'll be putting all that info in both our email and Telegram groups. So if you're looking forward to joining us, we encourage you to join us and we'll put that URL for you there to join us coming up on the 17th of December. Ahem, I think you might go on the book face group as well. And Doug, Doug would say on Discord, I imagine, not just email and telegram. Exactly. Yes. Excellent. Uh, so that concludes the announcements for this week. Now we're going to move on to talk about the the, the quarterly platform release. Uh, uh, this is quite a good thing. Um, as, as the name implies, happens every three months. has been going on for a while. And there's a really good feature drop. And I'm going to hand over to Warren to introduce this. Thank you, Ed. And being the historian that I am, well, let's take a little bit of a time out to look at the history of these uh, QPRs and all of that. And I do want to credit that, though, going back to the release of the Pixel 4 series back in 2019, in the fall of that year, when Google introduced the Pixel 4, then that first uh, feature drop was introduced in December of that year, 2019, and has since then become a tradition with Google. And now we have those things starting from like March, June, September, and December. December usually would be the last uh, featured drop or QPR uh, drop that comes through. And then uh, Google decided to introduce the beta so people can sign up for the beta as well. And this just concluded the beta of the QPR1 on December 5th when it dropped. And so as of next week, as Google indicated, the QPR2 beta will start. So if you don't want to be part of the beta, if you are enrolled in the QPR1 beta and you want to 
uh, stay out of it. Uh, you notice that now when you turn your phone on after the December 5th update that we got, the big one, 2 point something gigs, it no longer says uh, beta when you turn on your phone. So that means that has been concluded, but you are still enrolled. In other words, when Google pushed out the new beta for QPR2 in the week of December 12th, your system will automatically get it. So if you are hearing us before Google rolls it out, I don't know if they're going to roll it out on Monday or not, but it's rolling out the week of the 12th. If you don't want to be part of it, then you need to go back to the beta uh, site on Google and opt out your device. If you don't, then you'll automatically um, be rolled into the QPR beta too. But if you uh, are wanting to stay in, you don't have to do anything. So this is for those of you that do not uh, want to be part of the QPR beta too. And the items that qualify for these feature drops, of course, go all the way back to the Pixel 4a. Unfortunately, the father of it all, the granddaddy that started it rolling, the Pixel 4, is not on this list. So if you have Pixel 4a through the Pixel 7 Pro, all of those will get this um, uh, feature drop. And talking about that feature drop, now let's talk about the things that actually came through. And that was the history of it. But the things that came through uh, are the things I want us to talk about today which are very important besides the fact that there were like over 77 or 77 to be precise number of bug fixes that were fixed with this feature drop. And then there were like 44 um, potential exploits that were fixed uh, in this feature drop. So if you're waiting and saying, hey, I don't want to update, uh, please do because you don't know one of these things may go out into the wild and you want to make sure that you have that taken care of. So it's very important that when we have uh, some of these good uh, feature drops and your system qualifies for it, go ahead and take advantage of that. So let's talk about the, um, the items that the most important ones, I think there are three of them, and that will be the uh, clear calling. The clear calling is something that Google demonstrated when they were introducing the Pixel 7 series. Unfortunately, this is only exclusive to the Pixel 7. So if you do not have that Pixel 7, you're not have this experience that we're talking about, which is that clear calling. So you may be in a very noisy area, especially you, uh, Ed, you, if you're out there in that pub and um, so much noise going on and you want to make a call, if you make your call, it's going to be nice and clear. Ed, what do you think about that? I, I think that's a really, really good thing. And then people won't actually know I'm in the pub. But the, the, the difficulty is, obviously, it involves owning some Fisher-Price piece of hardware, which is uh, <coughs> tricky. But if it rolls out to my Pixel 5, I'll definitely be down with that. Um, good noise cancelling going on. And I can I can persuade you that I am actually not in the pub. And uh, I'm, in fact, in, in my house. I, I should really have pretended, I suppose, that I was in a pub <laughs> using a Pixel 7. And this was the feature in action. That would have been the thing to do, wouldn't it? But uh, I uh, I didn't do that. Yeah, so it's a good feature. 
and um, something that I, I think a lot of people will enjoy, most especially if you're outdoors a lot or if you happen to be, um, you know, working in places that are noisy, maybe a shopping mall or wherever you may be, that there's a lot of noise out there, this would come in handy. Now, is this just a Pixel 7 series feature or does that come to all Pixels? Uh, Do you know? So far, it's only for the Pixel 7 series. Okay. I'm wondering how good it is, though, because the noise someone needs to hear when you're on the phone is your voice, the sound, sorry. But surely it would still pick up other people's voices because they're similar frequency. I mean, I can imagine it would cut out, I don't know, road drills and things, but that, how good is it? Has anyone tested I think it, this? I think what it might do is use both microphones. So if it notices voices being picked up from the top microphone better than it's being picked up from the um, mouthpiece microphone, then they might know to cancel those voices out. Just a guess on my part, but I think that's how this sort of thing works. I think that makes sense, John, because when I'm talking to someone, I'm actually using the top microphone or the bottom microphone because my mouth is... Um, uh, toward the bottom, I'm holding the top part near my ear or on my ear, and basically I'm utilizing the bottom microphone. So uh, the system would be intelligent enough, and it's using the G2, um, G2, uh, <laughs> Tensor G2 to uh, uh, do that magic. So it's not something that even needs to be online or anything. It's on-device thing. Uh, so I think your observation is correct, John. I think that's how it would work. But like I said, you know, who knows? Google sometimes rolls these things out to the devices that um, that they roll it out for, but then down the road, uh, they roll it out to other devices too. And so prime example uh, is the next category that we're going to be talking about, and that would be the recorder. Of course, it was exclusive to the Pixel 4, and we see how it is that it got rolled out to other ones as well. Number two is that recorder speaker labels. And what do I mean by recorder speaker labels? So, for instance, let's say John and I are in a uh, meeting or whatever, and we're recording something. Uh, now. This is also exclusive on the Pixel 7 series. I hope it trickles down to other devices. Is that uh, when I speak and I'm done speaking and John speaks, and then when we look at the transcripts, it will label us, you know, either speaker one, speaker two, or whatever, things like that. So I think it's very efficient for people that happen to be uh, doing meetings or uh, doing something. And so you can see who says what uh, in the transcripts. And I think that's a great feature that Google rolled out with this uh, feature drop. Does it have to send the stuff you've said to a server to transcribe it? I'd imagine it does, no? No, it's on device. Oh, really? Everything is about uh, privacy and so it's on device, but then you can also it can also be uploaded to the uh, there's actually a dedicated web page for the recorder. I think it's recorder.google.com or something like that. Um, it, it can show up there. So, but you can do this thing offline as well. That's clever. 
Yeah, that's part of the reason why um, they it's these things are usually restricted to like the current phone um, because they're using the tensor chip to do stuff on device. So I would imagine that it would come to the Pixel Six at some point since that's using tensor chip as well. I would like to think so too. Um, so, but usually they want to make sure that uh, the people that got the current devices enjoy it for a while before rolling it out to the others because or else someone would say doggone it i shouldn't have even purchased this but <laughs> it's one of those things and i'm sure it's going to roll out to the other ones as well even to uh the one that ed has the pixel 5 i think it would be nice to roll it even back to the pixel 4a that would be nice The next one, though, is the VPN. And this was something that you had to have at least uh, subscribed to the 2TB uh, Google Cloud Storage in order to get that Google VPN. But now, though, it's available with your Pixel 7 series. And how you get it is you go into the Google One app. So you launch the Google One app and then at the bottom, you see those uh, tabs and you tap on the benefits tab. And once you tap on that benefits tab, you're going to see that VPN is now available and you can go ahead and turn it on. So that's another perk for those that have the Pixel 7 series. And this one is not dependent on the Tensor chip. So this is Google just basically flat out saying, if you want this for free, you have to buy the new phone. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. how does that VPN work? So VPNs are obviously used for two purposes. One is to uh, encrypt internet traffic. The other is to circumvent geo-blocking restrictions. So what is, what is this VPN doing? Can I change location or is it merely encrypting internet traffic? That's a good question. It encrypts your, your traffic and, you know, you could, the, the geofencing thing, uh, you can overcome that. I, I haven't gone into it to play with it to see, let's say, if I was going to be pretending to be uh, somewhere else other than where I, I am. Uh, I don't have the need to, but it it, it has, it should in, include that as well. So it, it's one of those things uh, that Google says is going to be good for those of us that have that. And the thing is that you have it for five years, so it's out actually outliving the life of the Pixel 7. So, <laughs> very interesting. Yeah, not very helpful if you change phones, then. <laughs> yeah, well, well, you change phones, but you, you still have that access if you say, uh, next year I get Pixel 8. Yeah, you, you have know, to change it, it, to the it, new Pixel. It, it'll be, oh, yeah, it'll, it'll say, be not, rolled not out too. Change, not if you change to a Sony or a, you know, something else. Yeah. It'd be interesting to know, though. Maybe one of you can have a look and see what it does in terms I'm gonna of can look I change locations. Yeah. yeah. I'll I check it out as well. That's, that's something I was wondering. Yeah. yeah. We, we should probably mention to the listeners, if anyone doesn't know, that VPN stands for Virtual Private Network, just in case that's important. Mm -hmm. and Thank you some people so much. May not we always know. take these things for granted, don't we? Um, we just assume that everyone knows these things, and it's not always the case. Thank you so um, much. What's all this we? <laughs> you do. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, we in the sense that you, uh, I mean, generally on the uh, 
uh, internet or, you know, in discussion areas, we use uh, these uh, acronyms and we just assume that everyone knows these things. And it's not like, you know, uh, Cam was using the CRM a little uh, earlier today. And frankly, I didn't know what it, that meant until he said what it was. <laughs> Acronyms are our favorite thing to say, but we never stop to think people don't necessarily understand what they are. The The other thing is somebody might be thinking, why would I want to use that VPN? I can give you a really good example. There are certain I mean, I, TV... I, 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 I literally did just say, Fee. I told people why they might want to use it to encrypt their internet traffic. Yeah. Or to change why would you want to in. change location? Well. Though? Why would you want to do that? And I can give you a really good example. There are some TV apps and radio apps, certainly in this country, where they'll only let you use them if you're in the UK. And so that is an example of where you might want to use the VPN to make out yeah. if you're in the UK because people might be thinking well why would I want to pretend to be in a completely different place well that's why the other yeah. reason is if you're doing can, can, I, just things. Say, can, I, can I just stop you um, yeah. if you want to do that with uh, radio apps over here it won't work uh, oh, with, is BBC, that true? with BBC sounds anyway so uh, our BBC app certain content is restricted by location so, so the way a VPN will work it will base your geographic location off your IP address, so the address you appear to be on when you connect to the internet. That still holds good for a lot of TV apps. What BBC Sounds does is base it off location services, off your GPS. Now, ah. now obviously, what you can do is disable your GPS, but BBC Sounds is smarter than that, and it will go, aha, your GPS is off. I'm going to assume you're not where you need to be. Now, if you're on the iPhone, you're stuck at this point. You can literally do nothing about it unless you jailbreak your phone and install Kepler. Um, on Android, you are in a happy position because what you can do is turn on developer settings. You can enable mock location and download a mock location app. Uh, I can't remember what mine's called. It's like fake location spoofer 2020-something or other. Uh, it doesn't really matter. Um, but if you turn that on, you go into your fake location app, you set your location, and BBC Sounds is a go. Um, and it works very well. All I will say is uh, remember to turn it off again before you use your GPS or you might die. <laughs> because yeah. it okay. will think exactly. And that would be the price you pay die. for trying to cheat BBC. If you're, if you're driving, you literally might. <laughs> well, if you're stupid enough to follow every single GPS instruction when you're driving, like driving into a river and stuff, then, yeah. I didn't say might. I didn't say well. Oh, okay. But, uh, uh, so, so, yes, uh, VPN, VPN is not the be-all and end-all to masking your location. It's still very good. It's still my go-to. But... Uh, Especially, well, it's an Android podcast, so hopefully you're you're all good with it. But but a lot a lot of apps are now going off location and not the IP address. So uh, do 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 you get a mock location app? Do be prepared to turn on the developer settings, albeit it's a bit scary in there. So if you're really nervous, probably don't do it. Uh, and and then enable mock location, change your location, and you should be good to go. It's um 
it's uh, yes, you're right, because there are other apps that I've used as well that have said we need you to turn on location services. Uh, no, you allow the app to use location services in, in uh, you know, in order for us to I think it was the ITV app, um, which is independent television. Uh, it's a station that's not a BBC one. It has adverts instead of being paid for by our license fee. And um, I think they wanted me to turn on. It was either yeah, ITV for... or Channel 4, but I think it was ITV. Um, it's handy as well because it gives me the regional news that I want in London and not like in Glasgow or somewhere. But I think it's mainly just to check you're in the UK. I'm not sure why they're that bothered actually with ITV because it's paid for by adverts anyway. So I don't know why they're bothered, but there we go. Maybe they want to see how many people from different places use their app. I've not, no idea. Yeah, I don't know either. Like Sky, I mean, I pay for Sky and they won't let me watch it abroad. Well, obviously, I do watch it abroad through various methods that I've just described. Uh, but actually, Sky is still VPN. Um, but uh, uh, yes, the, the other thing I'd say it's about really VPN. Stupid if it's your account, but I suppose they <laughs> might be worried that you've given your details to somebody else but people do travel they do go abroad you know yeah yeah you're paying for it that's outrageous i think the problem is a lot of um especially with tv they license different um not what am i saying products like different shows and stuff to different thing yeah because like like in netflix for example like i wanted to watch better call saul and that's a netflix exclusive in the uk but here oh. in the US, AMC owns the rights to that show. So I had to use a VPN. Not Netflix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I had to use a VPN to watch it through Netflix in that case. So I'll, I think uh, the problem is it's not necessarily that you, like, if you leave your location and you're in a different location, that somebody else might own the rights to whatever it is you're trying to view. That's uh, my guess. Probably is to do with that. Yeah. Now, apart from all of those things that we mentioned, uh, there are some other things, you know, not major things or, you know, some uh, existing availability or features, available features features that get uh, introduced into other countries as well. But another thing I want to say in passing here is that uh, in the wallpapers, observing the International Day of People with Disabilities, uh, we have curated uh, items in there, I think there are three wallpapers that are dedicated to that Disability Week or Disability Day, International Day of People with Disabilities. And that's one of those things that was part of this feature drop. And uh, then we have, you know, things like, that I said came to existing uh, features. For, for example, we're talking about something like uh, live transcribe that used to be um, in certain areas only. Now those things are now available in four more language, five more languages, I should say, not four, but including uh, languages like Arabic, Persian, Swedish, uh, Vietnamese, and Danish. And so they've expanded those to those uh, countries. And then uh, voice message transcription also now support, um, you know, Pixel 4a through Pixel 7. And uh, uh, Google Grammar Check is finally available uh, in languages like uh, French. So those are some of the uh, things that came through in this uh, feature drop that came through on December the 5th. 
Uh, one thing I think it is worth saying, I don't know if it's in the the beta or, or the most recent uh, feature drop, but certainly it's been posted recently, is that there is a bug uh, if you are using your uh, talkback braille keyboard in landscape mode. And this bug will occur if you have auto rotate turned on. So if that's the case, you might find dots being entered inaccurately. If that does happen, uh, turn auto-rotate off. I imagine most blind people have auto-rotate off anyway, but uh, if you are experiencing that bug, uh, either due to a uh, stable or beta release of the quarterly platform release, uh, do turn um, uh, uh, the uh, auto-rotate off. And that would be uh, some of the features, the most important features that came through. And again, if you don't want to stay in, uh, unenroll before the next beta begins um, during the week of the 12th, which starts Monday. And I don't know if Google is going to roll it out that Monday or Wednesday or Tuesday or whatever, but it will definitely come through that week. Yeah. And the reason you might want to not put it off is because if you unenroll now you won't have to reset your device but if you get the next beta release and you're like oh i didn't want this i want to unenroll now it'll you'll be forced to reset your device at that point and start from scratch so that's why it's important if you already know that you don't want to continue to be a part of it then go ahead and opt out as soon as you're hearing this and then you won't have to worry about factory resetting your device presumably this is if you want to keep this just use the stable releases, which yeah, um, exactly. it's all very Christmassy, really, isn't it? The stable. Yeah. <laughs> it is very Christmassy. With, yeah, the next one apparently comes with tofu. So you might not want to roll with that. <laughs> no, nobody was ever born in a beta. I know that for sure. No. <laughs> no. Uh, funny you mentioned tofu. Uh, Ed, I don't like that thing. Uh, so... <laughs> I do. <laughs> I don't like tofu at all. I love Chinese food, but I hate tofu. Oh, I hate it too. Uh, so thanks, John, for mentioning that. And that's the reason why we're saying if you don't want to be part of it, then unenroll. Because if you don't and it automatically rolls out to you when you unenroll or opt out, it will reset your device. It'll wipe your device. So see, it's not a good thing to stay in it if you don't intend to be. But if you intend to be in it and then... Uh, there's nothing to do. Just leave it be what it is, and you'll be automatically pushed out to the uh, the next beta that begins next week. Now we have the next in our series of uh, commentary uh, clips from Mariam. Commentary screen reader, or the Chinese screen reader, has gotten really popular among blinds and visually impaired recently. And here... On the Blind Android Users Podcast, we will have a series of episodes in which we will talk about how to use the screen reader and how to get the best out of it.
Hello everyone and welcome to a new episode of CSR's Basics. I'm really excited about today's episode. We're going to talk about some um, really exciting stuff um, that I personally love and I use on, on a daily basis and um, some other things that I discovered myself. So um, we're going to talk about the latest update that was released uh, to the public on December 3rd, which was the international day for people with disabilities which i was not really surprised by that i kind of expected it i think the other update was released on november 3rd if i'm not mistaken and the other one was released on 15th uh october 15th so it really depends but um anyways and we're going to talk about the something called schedule tasks and we're going to know what does that mean in a minute we're also going to talk about how you can um download new functionalities and what i mean by that and how can you assign them to gestures we're also going to talk about a really cool functionality um it's called shortcut buttons and it's related to the physical buttons on your phone and how it can work and it also has something really additional that's like a gem right there that we are going to discuss as well. So let's get right into it. So the first thing um, I noticed, a couple things. The the latest update, um, the other like the issues that I um, mentioned in the last episode after updating to Android 13 were not actually solved. At least like the keyboard issue, which... I experimented with TalkBack and TalkBack actually announces when the keyboard is hidden or um, shown, but CSR still does not. So obviously it's a CSR problem. Granted, I did disable that setting in the settings and enable it again, but it didn't work. So I have no idea what the problem is, but I'm waiting on the developer to figure that out as soon as possible, hopefully. Um, the other thing that I noticed, I mentioned the uh, problem with the notifications and how accurate in an annoying way CSR was in reading notifications. Now, the reason for that is in the notification reading settings. And I actually talked about that um, because this option was actually introduced in the October 15th update. And I talked about this feature that got added in there but um now this feature has been a little bit of a problem for me personally and apparently it's the reason for all these issues so let's see how how this works so first of all we're going to open the program settings main menu extensions program settings and we're going to um go to the notification reading settings advanced set notification reading setting notification readings notification reading settings and the option that i'm talking about is navigate up button notification reading permissions of granting this permission will increase the stability of notification reading it says that's going to increase the stability of notification reading and i have to say this is actually a blessing and a curse a blessing and a curse because CSR, when I grant this permission, it reads notifications pretty well. Like, it does read them pretty well and in a perfect way. But also, it reads notifications that don't really matter or don't really make a difference. Like, with, like, voice screen reader. I mean, we can obviously find a way around it by the blacklist and the whitelist that I mentioned and we demonstrated in the last episode. 
but I still don't have any idea why this is an issue, especially because Talkback does not have this problem. And note, Talkback does not have this permission granted. So obviously, it's a CSR issue. And I don't know if this has anything to do with the fact that Talkback especially like because I use Samsung Talkback is built into the system. But as far as I'm concerned, the Google Talkback does not have the same problem. So I, I just, honestly, I'm a little bit mad. I hope this gets fixed as soon as possible. Um, one of the things that got fixed as well um, is something that I actually mentioned when I was explaining the gestures and how you can assign gestures and, and, and functionalities. And this will actually take us to the downloading functions as well. So let's go into. One twenty notification back button. We're obviously in the notifications. We're going to back out of here. Back button. G Show Plus. And we're going to go to the um, operation settings. Operation settings. Obviously, you can open the gesture settings through the general settings or the operation settings. Both work. It's the same path, anyways. Operation, please wait. Gesture scheme custom gesture operation settings. Gesture scheme custom. Custom gesture scheme settings. And we're going to go here into the the custom uh, the settings. Custom. The custom scheme. Custom save button. Share button. More options button. And let's see what I mean by the bug fix. Up gesture previous focusable element. Default. It now tells you that it's default and what it does. I remember talking about this in an episode when I was like going through the gestures and all that. And the fact that it does not tell you what the default is unless you have it like signed into like a, a custom functionality. And now it actually tells you and it tells you that it's the default functionality. So as you can tell. Down gesture next focusable element. De swipe left left shortcut default. Swipe right right shortcut default. Left and right gesture monitor the currently focused element. Function. Function. So it tells you. Right and left gesture actions. Function. Right and left uh, actions. Uh, function. And if it's like the full. Up and down gesture to top. Default. To top. It's default. Down and up gesture to end. Default. Yeah. So obviously it now tells you, which is amazing, I think. This is such a neat feature. And I'm really positive by that because obviously the developer listens to our feedback and what we say which is amazing now what i mean by how to download functionalities so we actually have demonstrated how you can create an auto click function um i think in the third or the fourth episode which was a long anticipated um like episode that people have been requesting but you can also download functions auto click functions and assign gestures for them that people have created themselves so here in that same um dialogue we have up and down, right left swipe swipe down up gesture more options at button. the very top corner share button something called share button and um if you click that button custom custom enter keyword text box here you have you know the edit box that we find pretty much everywhere uh if you're like downloading a sound feedback or anything like that or um if you're downloading like a plugin or anything like that as well so we have like the um this and then we have uh here unlock suhema all the functionalities that people have created and uploaded to the server so i'm going to download here the dismiss notification functionality and what I mean by that is this like this functionality dismisses notifications individually. Uh, I think this is like this. It's been a problem for me whenever I try to open the action menu. It does not work. 
we're gonna look for the dismiss notification functionality that someone has created you can obviously do this yourself if you want to know how and you know see this in more details you can uh, look at like look up the demonstration i think it was like third or fourth episode um but here like you can download any uh, functionality that someone has created and upload it to the server and i remember i used to have a problem with like the speech uh stop speech uh, functionality which like you can touch the screen with your two fingers one like um single tap with two fingers if i'm not mistaken and it would stop speech and it didn't work and i had to download this functionality that someone has created and i was pretty happy with it so we are in the same dialogue in the shared dialogue and we can type in notification or dismiss but i'm going to just scroll automatic take screenshot and go to gallery and samsung mobile visual saini 1456 as we can tell we have like multiple you know here functionalities back up everything from the cloud ball krishnan back up everything better usage Chilab. better usage now we're looking for dismiss notification Data irrelevant. Delete. Talk, delete. Cache. Delete. 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 Ver, dismiss. Dismiss notifications. Joshua. Okay, we have a couple. Down. Dismiss notifications. Joshua. Let's download this one. Dismiss notification. Dismiss notifications. Joshua. Testing. T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T. Cancel button. Save button. Right. Let's um save. It's the same. Save. It says. Okay button. Saved. Saved. Okay button. Just hit okay. Custom. And now you have. Delete all their ad harrogen. Back button. Go back. Custom. Out of here. Left in my gesture monitor the currently focused and element. We function. have to pick a gesture. Right and left gesture actions. Funk up and down gesture to top. Down and up gesture to end. Left and up gesture notification bar. Function. Left and down gesture dismiss notifications. Alright, so I, I did assign it before. Even though I deleted it, I don't know why like it's still here. But you can left and up gesture notification bar. Left and down gesture dismiss notif left and down left default unchecked. We have the default. No command no unchecked. Command. Plugins unchecked. Plug plugins if you want to assign a plugin. Custom voice commands Custom unchecked. Voice command. Tools unchecked. Tools. Application Applications. unchecked. Function unchecked. Function if you want to pick a function for it. Dismiss notifications checked. Mm, dismiss notifications. Stop speech unchecked. Cancel and button. the stop speech functionality that I um, was talking about earlier so pretty much if you're assigning anything it just just appears in here which is cool um i think it's such a neat feature now let's let's try it out though so stop dismiss notifications checked it's uh, stop left and down gesture. left and down cancel stop dismiss notifications check right, custom so i'm going to open the notification shade or notification, notification panel. true caller 121 am and we have a notification here i'm going to swipe left and down in one swipe media output and now it's actually it's not here it's no longer here waiting tap for actions human right Expect voice recorder we don't have it anymore here so i think that's such a neat feature um you can obviously download as much as you can and use them for free if you want now we're going to talk about um the schedule I like schedule tasks back button custom and it needs a little bit of demonstration basically schedule task is when you tell the app to do something with a certain plugin in like on a, like at a certain time that you select yourself back button operation save so let's back button go back g plus g notification reading settings and advanced settings advanced settings advanced schedule tasks and schedule tasks pretty obvious Scheduled, scheduled ADD bot space. Obviously, it's empty. I don't have any scheduled like tasks here, so I'm gonna hit hit the add button. ADD button. Add, add hour. One button. Hour, and it says one. 
1.30 a.m. Battery um, level, 8 minute, 31 button. And 31, it's the minute, like, the same time that, you know, the same clock, exactly. Like, if the minutes move, it's going to move the minutes. The hour moves, going to move the hour. So, let's keep it at 1. Minute, 31 button. 131 minute. It's the 131, so let's just... 31 button. One, 0, 1, 2. 33. 53. 30, 35. 16. Alright, okay. 32. 31. 30, 33. 33. Add. Function. No command button. I'm going to pick here... No command. Plugins. Custom voice. A plugin. Plugins. plugins. The 4. Battery monitoring. Go to text-to-speech. Go to text-to-speech settings. Okay. Add. And we head over. Function okay. 33 minute one hour add okay button. We're going to close Back. the Reasons app. Home voice voice G show plot act act close task closed home go to home screen camera 1:31 a.m. battery level 18 until it does that. It's 1:31 right now. We're going to wait for a minute, another minute, and see what it's going to do. 1:32 a.m. battery right. level 18. It's 1:32 now. We're waiting for it. This plugin basically goes to the text-to-speech settings, right? So whenever you like uh, execute it, it goes to the text-to-speech settings on its own. So we'll see how this is going to work. Joe, blind and contacts. So still in the home screen here. Camera. On the home screen, my home screen, One UI home screen. It is 132 AM. still. And it's going it's supposed to open the text or speech settings itself. Let's see. 132 a.m. It's 132. We will, it's going to hopefully TTS settings. It's system go. application icon. I literally, my hands are free. I'm not doing anything. It, it just like my my text to speech settings are open right now so basically this feature you can use if you want like certain plugins to be turned on at, at certain time of the day and turned off at certain time of the day basically it's like bixby routines uh if you will so that's basically how it works also note if you have um auto start plugins and we have gone through it basically it's just we'll be in settings voice assistant extent program settings Language use system back go button TTS back button back button readings add advanced settings advanced settings auto start plugins skip at v three by three and you have the here the auto start plugins once you select any plugins from here they're going to disappear from schedule tasks the schedule tasks because you basically told this creator to auto start them twenty four seven so you know you won't really care so you have to like remove them from the auto start list and they're going to appear in the schedule tasks menu keep in mind that the auto start plugin feature is only available for premium users so that's one of the premium features that unless you pay for any of the subscription options that you have you you won't be able to use that now we're going to talk about the physical buttons feature which i know some people um prefer actually using physical buttons over using the touch screen and personally i have gotten used to like using touch screen even though i was like a <laughs> i used to have like a you know one of those old phones when i was much much younger but it's been years that i've been using like touch screens for a while now and it, it feels kind of odd whenever i use anything that has buttons on it 
to be honest, like I have, uh, for instance, any smart TV that has like a remote control with physical buttons. It's, it's a little bit odd. It takes a while for me to get used to it. And it's kind of funny because it was the opposite when I started using like touch screens. So yeah, but I mean, some people love to use like shortcuts that deal with physical buttons. So the app actually offers that. So operation settings. we're going to go to back button back and going to go to the operation settings feedback operation settings operation please wait navigation set edge gesture setting shortcut by the way i don't know why it like keeps saying please wait please wait even though it's not take time so it's kind of weird but yeah well hearts game settings clicking action set multi-part gestures fingerprint reader other set click hearts shortcut edge gesture set shortcut keys settings i'm looking for shortcut keys settings Shortcut keys. Short. Use the volume keys checkbox. Checked controls whether the volume keys can be used as commentary screen reader shortcut keys. First of all, you have to check this checkbox. Like, this is mandatory if you want to use this feature. Show the system volume panel while adjusting volume checkbox check. So, show the system panel. This is like the panel, the volume panel control, which I think is kind of really cool. Um, it was not there before. I think it's been like available since Android 9, 8 if I'm not mistaken. At least, like, as far as I know, so. Use the volume keys to move the edit cursor checkbox checked. This is one of the cool features that I use, even though I don't use it as much. I pretty much use the granularly, um, and the rotor, but, I mean, still there. I think it's one of the, like, the things that CSR took from TalkBack. Use the keyboard arrow keys as cursor keys checkbox checked. Uh, this is if you have, uh, like, a physical keyboard. Use the headset button checkbox unchecked controls whether the headset key is used to control the screen rotor. The short press of the key moves the focus to the next item. A medium length press activates the element under the focus. And finally, the long press of the key activates the voice assistant. I think it's um, explanatory. It's self-explanatory. This is like if you use a wireless... Oh, excuse me. If you use like a wired headphones. Um, and it has like buttons on it. The headset. Simultaneous press of the two volume keys toggle gestures. This is... We've talked about this before. So basically, it tells you what do you want to use, like the, the simultaneous pressing of the two volume buttons. Um, and it here, I turn it like I'm, I just left it as it is. It, like by default, it's toggle gestures because whenever I like turn explore by touch off, it's going to turn it back on. Whenever I have like the speech off, it's going to, so it, it, it just knows which gesture, which like anything I have enabled and toggles it. You can obviously, Customize that yourself if you want to. It's uh, available for you if you want. Short press of the volume up key, increase volume. Now we have like short press of the volume key, increase volume. Long press of the volume up key, current time. Uh, volume up key, current time. We've gone through this before. Long press of the volume up key while the screen is locked timer. It's obviously different if you're on the lock screen and if you're not. Short press of the volume down key, decrease volume. Long press of the volume down key, voice assistant. Long press of the volume down key while the screen is locked voice assistant. It's the same. Use the volume button multi-press feature checkbox unchecked. So this one is amazing. So if you check this one. Double press of the volume up button increase volume. Use the vo checkbox check. We just checked it. Double press of the volume up button increase volume. Triple press of the volume up button increase volume. So it gives you so many options, right? But I have to say that if you do that if you like pick one of them the volume buttons are going to be a little bit sluggish because this like the screen reader uh won't know whether you're like turning the volume down or turning the volume up or you were you like 
executing the shortcut. So, I, which is understandable. To be honest, it makes sense to me. Um, so let's try one of one of those, right? Um, double press of the volume down button to decrease volume. Let's, for instance, pick double press of the wall, like the volume down key. Double press of double decrease voice assistant unchecked voice dictation unchecked actions unchecked open a URL unchecked monitor the currently focused um, element unchecked right open a URL action voice voice decrease volume checked okay so voice assistant unchecked voice dictation unchecked actions unchecked pick for instance open a URL unchecked monitor the currently focused element currently unchecked shortcut key settings triple double press of the volume down button monitor. let's try it started monitoring right stop monitoring it works um. I'm gonna like leave it as is, and Triple, double press of the volume down button. Monitor the currently focused element. I want to show you something else though. Triple press of application shortcut application volume shortcuts. This something called application volume shortcuts, which is one of the best things that I found here. So basically, it's like profiles but with like shortcut keys, the physical keys on your phone. Basically, if you go here, application vo application new button space new button to hit the new button choose an application it tells you to choose an application so basically what does that mean it means that whenever you pick an application from here um it's going to like it's going to execute this action for instance we pick the main menu and it's going to execute this action only if you are in this app so let's pick amazon shopping android amazon shopping amazon for instance added and it's added application volume new button Amazon shopping. And we went to Amazon shopping. Amazon shopping. Amazon shopping. Press of the volume up key. Same dialogue. It gives you like pretty much all the the shortcut keys in here. Long short long press of the volume down. Simultaneous press of the double press of the volume up button. Let's see. Double press of the volume uh like up button. Cancel default plugins. Custom voice command tools application profiles extensions tools main menu. You have advanced menu. Pretty much shortcut menu. Everything. Function menu. Program settings. Enable logging. Gesture scheme description. Disable browse. Disable speed. Disable hotkeys. Prevent accidental touch. Enable curtain. Like pretty much everything. So let's pick the curtain for instance. Amazon shopping. Right. Simult long press of the volume down back. Read. Okay button. You have to hit okay for it to work. Application volume. Application volume so short. So if you like do double tap on the volume button anywhere, it won't do anything. It'll... Music volume 25. 30. It's literally like just turning the volume up and down right but if you go to amazon i have a um like i have a gesture for amazon it's down and left so i'm going to open the app amazon shopping menu contains your order card tab three or four we're like here right now in amazon so let's do a uh, double tap on the volume up button and see what's happening disabled screen curtain mode enable screen curtain mode so as you can tell it tells you like disabled screen curtain, enable screen curtain. So it's like more related to apps. You know, it's like per app per app application gestures, number sign. Right? But um like in, in like with physical buttons, which is pretty neat in my opinion. So yeah, that's been it for today. I hope you liked this episode. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me or to the whole podcast crew at contact us at blondandreducers.com. I hope you enjoyed this episode and that it was exciting. Thank you so much for listening. I will see you next week. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you do actually have any questions, do feel free to reach out to me or to the whole podcast at contact us at blindandreducers.com. 
and I hope you enjoyed this one. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Thank you very much, Marion, for that. Have you installed commentary yet, Warren? He always has to dog me with this commentary, the confused screen reader. No, I haven't, and I will not, never, never, ever install commentary, confused no. screen reader on my phone. Thank you very much, sir. Oh, my God. Well, we actually could have to give you back some credit. You will. I if give Google some credit. If it goes on, um, if it goes the on uh, the Play Store, I bet you would. Yes, that's true. Um, um, yeah. And then but we I, could play I, back exactly. the recording of you saying, I will ever. <laughs> exactly. It, we could do a compilation of all the times he said it, and it would be a full episode. So let, let, me, let me qualify yeah, that. Let, let me qualify yeah. that. I will never, ever install it if it's not on the Play Store. Does that sound better? Yeah, but we can just chop. We can just chop that in bit off. Oh man, so that's not good. <laughs> I think like the most probably the most listened episode would be Warren installing CSR in his phone. This is like, oh my gosh. <laughs> now listen, Miriam. If they bring it to the Play Store, you and I will be doing CSR entries. I promise you that. I will be with <laughs> you when you do this. And I'll be asking the stupid, <laughs> dumb questions. <laughs> Can you imagine like CSR entry with Warren or like CSR no. episode? Yeah. Oh just... War Warren will be the one asking the questions about it now. And Miriam will be the one saying, oh, well, you obviously haven't been listening to our podcast. You could just go back to episode <laughs> yeah. such and such and find your answer. Right. Exactly. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Thank you so much, Miriam. And can I just correct something that John said earlier? Um, he said that no one was ever born in a beta. There is beta Tennessee, beta North Carolina, and beta Colorado. I've just checked. Any opportunity oh. to correct John? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right, if we're correcting John, I'm going to correct Warren. It's actually uh, a disability month, not a day. No, but no, it no. Was the no, 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 no. It, it is the exactly International the Day of People with Disability. ID, IDP. Now, it's an expansion, not a correction, because he wasn't wrong. Yeah, oh, it's okay, still IDP, then. though. Oh, it's, now you're correcting me. Oh, I, 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 <laughs> yeah. I better quit while I'm behind. The corrected <laughs> so, is being corrected. Yeah, so going back, annoying now. <laughs> going back to those acronyms, it's actually IDP. Indeed. When John said no one was ever born in a beta, I thought, I must check this. I must see if anywhere in the world is called beta. I don't know if anywhere is called alpha. <laughs> I didn't do that. But um, Or release candidate. Maybe there's release candidate Georgia or you know, even... release candidate Montana. But could you call it a beta, though? Surely. I mean, you wouldn't say someone was born in a London, would you? Like, that's just silly i don't know so there's, in there's a, a way he was correct actually. no because there's, there's a Thank sign you, in savannah there's a sign in savannah georgia which says keep savannah the beautiful so you can put yeah. indefinite and uh definite articles wherever you want yeah, the really. beautiful but not the savannah what but the beautiful it? doesn't work either 
I like, think so he does have. Know, a, a bit weird, isn't he it? does have uh, a point here because John says no one is born in a beta. So well, uh, no, no. there is, there is, there, there is, no, because because if you're listing all the different towns called Beta, there is a Beta in Colorado, a yes, Beta sir. in Tennessee, yeah, a Beta. So you can, there is a Beta that works. But know, we can, can like yeah, said, but we cannot say uh, John was born in born in a Beta, Colorado. No, we'll no. say no, John was are, born in Beta, Colorado, but not in, in a Beta. Colorado, but but, but but he said, "Can anyone be born in a beta?" And I'm saying there is a beta in Tennessee, a beta in North Carolina, a beta in Colorado. You can you can use it in conjunction with the indefinite article. That is how we you do can, it. But it's a bit dodgy. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, that's you guys but, are both brilliant. Um, but it is, you know, it is interesting. Well, thank you. It is interesting to to know that there are these places. I'm disappointed that, like, we colonised the entire world, named everywhere after all the towns in the UK, and yet there is nowhere else in the in any other country called my hometown of Huddersfield. There are no other <laughs> Huddersfields in the world. Like, how has that happened? Like, there are lots of Yorks, New Yorks, you know, all the rest of it. Londons, uh, fairly in Birmingham's, but Huddersfield did not make it. Outside of the UK, that's very sad. I think they wanted yeah, to keep that. The they London, wanted to keep yeah. something for yeah. themselves. You don't want to give everything away. So no, I, I can true. see their that viewpoint. Must be it. Yeah, I yeah. can see their viewpoint. We want something exclusive so that when we talk about it, we know it's only in the only UK or in the only uh, Britain or wherever it is. So it makes sense to me. Keep something is, for your is, house. Is there a Sheffield anywhere else? Probably. I'm pretty sure there is. Yeah, there may be one in the US. There are two. There are two Richmonds, even in the UK. There are. And sometimes people have had all sorts of fun with that because they're you know, actually we, right. we even we have we even have Richmond here in the state of Washington. Besides, oh yeah, one in you, you would because it's in America. But to have two places with the same name <laughs> like that in the UK, I mean, I've heard of cases where a conference was booked in the London Richmond. But the hotel was booked in the Yorkshire one, like which is how many miles away? Two hundred and fifty. Yes. Oh my goodness. Because they didn't check. Virginia has Richmond, doesn't it, John? Yeah, that's the capital. Yeah. And we close this week with an app of the week, and this is from Warren, and he shows you how to deal with app tracking in the browser DuckDuckGo. Hi, this is Warren Carr of the Blind Android Users Podcast. For episode app of the week, I'm demonstrating a feature found in the DuckDuckGo browser called App Tracking Protection. For today's demonstration, I'll be utilizing my Pixel 7 Pro with Android 13, QPR1, and TalkBack 13.0. For speech services, I am utilizing the Google Speech Services. I am on my home screen and navigating my way now to the app browser where my DuckDuckGo is located. Folder, browsers, four or more items. I will tap here to activate my browser folder. Chrome. I'll now put my finger down and tap on DuckDuckGo. DuckDuckGo. 
Here is DuckDuckGo. Motion detected on backyard by small get at 12. Here is my DuckDuckGo. And by the way, I have reset the DuckDuckGo, so we're starting afresh. I'll tap here to activate the browser. Allow DuckDuckGo to send you notifications. Allow button. For the classic Android 13 feature, tapping on the app asks as to whether or not I'm going to allow it to send me notifications. In other words, if I were downloading something with the DuckDuckGo browser, when the download is completed, it will show up in a notification in my notification shade. For now, though, I'm going to say no, don't allow. Don't allow button. I'll tap here. DuckDuckGo. The internet can be kind of creepy. Not to worry, searching and browsing privately is easier than you think. That's the message we hear. And below that we hear... Let's do it. Button. Let's do it. I'll tap here to activate. DuckDuckGo. Search or type URL. Edit box. Showing English US QWERTY. Upon tapping on Let's Do It, we're now in the main UI of the app. And automatically the keyboard pops up and we are in the edit field ready for an address that we would like to go to. For now though, I'm going to hit my back gesture to go back, close the keyboard and give you a tour of the main UI. Keyboard hidden. I am now in the main UI of the app. Near the top, there's an edit field. And to the right of that edit field are three buttons. Here's what I'm talking about. Search or type URL, edit box. Here's that edit box. And to the right of that, we have a button that says Browser menu. Browser menu. And to the right of that, we hear One. One, meaning there's only one open tab. And to the right of that, near the top right corner, we hear another browser menu. Browser menu. Now, the question is, what are the differences between the browser menu that is found to the right of the edit field and the one that we're sitting on here right at the top right corner? Here are the differences. I'll navigate my way to the one found to the right of the edit field and tap on it and talk about it. And then we'll come back and tap on the one found near the top right corner of the phone. Browser menu. Here's that browser menu. Let's tap on it. Clear all tabs and data. Per. Personal data can build up in your browser. Yuck. Use the fire button to burn it all away. Give it. Personal data can build up in your browser. Yuck. Use the fire button to burn it all away. Give it a try now. Down finger. So toward the bottom of the phone, we have a dialogue that pops up and talks about how um, things can build up in the browser and we can clear it here. And basically, we, we could clear that whether they are tabs or whatever. And so toward the bottom, we have... Clear all tabs and data. Clear all tab and data. And below that, we have the cancel button. Cancel. I'm going to tap on the cancel for now because we don't have anything built up. And so there's no need to clear anything. I'll tap here to cancel. DuckDuckGo. Browser menu. Now, let's navigate our way to that browser menu that is found near the top right corner. Browser menu. I'll tap here. Pop-up window. Back. Button. Disabled. 
Tapping on that browser menu, in the pop-up, the first thing we heard is back. Moving my finger down, we hear the following. Forward, button, disabled. This forward, and so the back and forward is like if I were navigating in a web page and I want to go back, I could go back by tapping the back there that has been disabled, or go forward and which also has been disabled because I haven't navigated to any web pages. Below that, we've got... Refresh, button, disabled. Refresh is also disabled. Next, we've got... Bookmarks. Bookmarks. If you have any bookmarks, this is where you go in to manage those bookmarks. Next. Downloads. Downloads. Next. Settings. Settings. And that's the last item. Now in the settings is the one that is most important. So I'm going to tap here to activate that settings. Settings. Navigate up button. Tapping on settings, we're placed on the top button there on the top left that says navigate the top. I'll now move my finger downward and let's look at the items that I found here before we get to the app tracking protection, the feature that we're going to be looking at. Set as default browser. We have set as default browser. I keep going. Switch off. And there's a switch off button to the right of that. Home screen widget. There's a home screen widget. Appearance. Appearance meaning I could choose whether dark, light, or whatever theme it is that I want. Theme, light. And right now the theme is white. App icon. And then this app icon. Fire button animation, Inferno. Fire button animation, that is, it's a visual thing. Right now it's an Inferno, so you'll see like snow pouring out or whatever, that kind of an Inferno. Let's go down. Accessibility. Accessibility, and usually this has to do with things like fonts and stuff like that. Next. Privacy. Privacy, you could tap here and manage privacy settings and things like that. Global Privacy Control, GPC enabled. Keep going. Manage Cookie Pop-Ups, disabled. Manage Cookie Pop-Ups, disabled. I haven't done anything. Next. Unprotected Sites. Unprotected Sites is next. Let's keep going. Fireproof Sites. Fireproof Sites, next. Automatically Clear, none. Automatically clear none. You can go in here and choose to whether it should automatically clear out when you exit the browser and things like that. Next. Clear on. App exit only. Disabled. It's disabled because right now it's none. I haven't chosen anything. Next. Customize. I could tap on the customize. Site permissions. We have site permissions. Autocomplete suggestions. And we also have these autocomplete suggestions, meaning if you start typing a web address, it should autocomplete it for you. Next. Switch on. And it has a switch to the right of that. And by default, it's turned on, meaning autocomplete is turned on. You could turn it off if you don't want it to autocomplete your web addresses. Open links in apps. Ask every time. Open links in apps. In other words, if I'm navigating with the DuckDuckGo and I tap on the link, would it open up automatically in the DuckDuckGo browser? 
or by default it says ask. In other words, it's going to say you want to open it with DuckDuckGo or you would rather have some other app open that link that you just tapped on. Next. More from D-U-C-K-D-U-C-K-G-O. More from DuckDuckGo. Next. DuckDuckGo desktop app. Browse privately with our app for Mac. Let's keep going. Email protection. Block email trackers and hide your address. Keep going. App tracking protection. Block app trackers on your device. App tracking protection. And that's the feature we're going to be talking about. However, let's finish with the rest of the items here. Then we'll come back and talk about the app tracking protection. About. We hear about. About DuckDuckGo. Then about DuckDuckGo. Privacy policy. Privacy policy. Version. Version. 5.144.0514400. Share feedback. Share feedback. And that's the last item. Now, though, let's go back to that app tracking protection. And what do we mean by app tracking protection? So what is app tracking protection? So in other words, what this is talking about is that most apps out there would have a little bit of a tracker that tries to track you or have tracking services from third-party companies that are built into that app to track your movement and things like that and where you go and what you do. And so what this app tracking protection does is prevent such apps from tracking you. And the good thing is that if you have an app, for example, that you haven't paid for, if it's an app that has ads in it, this app protection would actually block out those ads. So you're not going to see those apps, even though you haven't paid for it. It doesn't mean that you're going to have the features of the paid uh, features, but at least you're not going to be bombarded by ads. So in a sense it makes things easier for you because those ads are not going to be in the way. And that's because of, of the app tracking protection. Now let's go ahead and tap on that app tracking protection and see what it says. App tracking protection. Block app trackers on your device. There we go. Now let's go ahead and tap here. DuckDuckGo. Onboarding close. Button. Detected. Text. Setting. I'll put my finger down. One easy step for better app privacy. We found that over 96% of popular free apps allow other companies to track your personal information, even when you're sleeping. See which apps we catch letting other companies track you and take back control. That's exactly what I was talking about. So third-party companies have access to some of these apps and therefore they can track you. So this is part of what it does and is telling us about it. And so there are a total of three pages that talk about what this app does. There's a next at the bottom or you can just swipe from right to left to move to the second page. I'll tap on the next found toward the bottom. Continue button. Or rather continue. Page two of three. Here's page two. I'll put my finger down. App tracking protection detects and blocks app trackers from other companies, like when Facebook attempts to track you in a health app. It's free, and you can enjoy your apps as you normally would. Working in the background, it helps protect you night and day. Continue. Button. And then there's a continue at the bottom. Page three of three. 
This is the last page, and putting my finger down, we hear... App tracking protection is not a VPN. However, your device will recognize it as one. This is because it uses a local VPN connection to work. App tracking protection is different. It never routes app data through an external server. Learn more. So in other words, what it's saying is that when we set this up, your phone is going to see it as a VPN, but in reality, it is not a VPN. All it wants to do is to hold those guys back out there so they're not invading us with trackers and all of that. And so at the bottom, we got... Enable App Tracking Protection button. And we got Enable App Tracking Protection. We'll tap here to enable that. App Tracking Protection. Navigate up button. Got it. And putting my finger down toward the bottom... Good news. App tracking protection is now enabled. Thumbs up. I'll show you a real-time list of apps on your device that I catch trying to track you. All right. And below that is got it. Got it. Button. Tap here. App tracking protection. Navigate up. Button. All right. I'm going to put my finger near the top. This feature is in beta. Having issues with an app. Help us improve. So in other words, the app tracking protection is still in beta. I remember that I had posted about this earlier on on our email forum when it was an invite only. But now it's a public beta, meaning everyone that downloads the DuckDuckGo browser can go into the setting of the app and enable this feature. I'll move my finger down. Block tracking attempts will appear here in list. So it tells me that the tracking attempts will be shown here. 340 of your apps are protected from hidden trackers we find trying to access your personal info. We're told that 340 of my apps have been set to where they cannot track me. 13 of your apps have protection disabled. And 13 of them are disabled. In other words, things like the Google Play services and the core apps that make your phone work will be excluded from this uh, app tracking protection. About. Out of list. All right. What are app trackers? And what are app trackers? App tracking protection FAQ. Those are the FAQs. Manage. We have manage. Having issues with an app. Or you're having an issue with an app. View apps. View apps. That is, you can go in here, for example, because by default, most of your apps are checked to be protected. Now, if you're having a problem with an app to where when you launch it and it's not working right, you can go in here and exclude such an app from being protected. Disable and delete data. And the last item here is disable and delete the data. Let's go into Manage Apps, though, so you'll see what I'm talking about. View Apps. View Apps, I tap. My Apps. Navigate Up button. Now, here I am in the list of my apps, and I'm going to put my finger down near the top. Hashtag Notepad in list. There's Notepad, and to the right of each of them Message. is a check mark, meaning that is being protected. Switch on. Move my finger down. At voice floating button. To the right of that. Switch on. 
and I'm going to scroll down. Bible. Switch on. Showing so item 61. You've got the drift. To the right of each of these apps is a check mark or an on off switch. By default, it's turned on. So if you're having a problem with one of these apps where it's not working right, then you could uncheck it. When you uncheck it, however, it will ask you to let them know what the problem is. And that's how the app tracking protection works on the DuckDuckGo browser. Thanks for listening. Thanks very much. That concludes the episode for this week. Uh, we shall see you next week for the two-year celebration, I hope. Please do join us. As Warren said, we'll send out the links on our various channels. Look forward to seeing you then. Often, where can people find us? So people to locate us, they can email us with their questions or feedback or comments or recording submissions to contact us at blindandreducers.com. They can browse our website, blindandreducers.com. Check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash blindandreducers. Subscribe to our mailing list, Blind Android Users, plus subscribe at groups.io. The links for Telegram and Twitter Clubhouse will be in the show notes with all the other links. So that is it from us this week. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Later, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to another clip from the Blind Android Users channel. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you're notified of every new material that we upload. Thanks again for listening to the Blind Android Users channel.